quick one. If you can hit follow or subscribe to this podcast, that really helps me track new listeners. Cheers. This week, I'm going to review some key takeaways from previous episodes on the podcast. But as always, it's important to remember that like with any other episode, this should not be considered financial advice. The Wealth Journal is here for purely educational and entertainment purposes. Enjoy. I've briefly talked about compounding in a few of the previous episodes, but I think compounding in itself is worthy of its its own point in the Wealth Journal this week because compound or compound interest from an investing point of view is probably one of the single biggest things to get your head around. The power of compounding is incredible. Understanding it and even calculating it yourself really helps to see how huge sums of wealth can be obtained through almost small but frequent amounts of, of investments at a fairly decent interest rate over time can can grow to be to be huge. So I used to understand the power of compounding and, and what actually compound growth meant, but never really appreciated its power from an investing point of view. And I guess throughout my journey of understanding more about investing and wealth, actually getting my head around compounding has been absolutely crucial in terms of understanding how you can grow wealth over time. Now, essentially, compounding is interest on your interest. So let's think about it this way. Let's say I invest £100 and it grows 10% in a year to £110. Next year, it grows another 10%. That's not another £10 because this year, it's my £110 that's growing. So it grows by £11, taking you to £121. And then let's say that £121 continues to grow for the next eight years and compounded annual growth rate of 10% each year. That measly £100 over eight years at 10% would have more than doubled to £260. £100 isn't a huge amount of money, of course. But let's say you invest your £100 a month and do it consistently each month and earn an average annual rate of 10%. So you're basically putting in £1,200 a year. After 10 years at 10%, your £100 a month invested consistently would be worth over 22000 After 20 years, it would be 76000 After 30 years, 218000 And after 40 years, £585,000. Now, of course, the difficulty of that is for you to just continually be consistently investing every single month without fail. And also achieving that golden 10% return every single year, which of course is is difficult to do. Some years you might achieve more, some years you might achieve less. But when we've talked about the S&P 500, for example, as an index, that's on average the last 10 years has done around about uh, 12, 13%. So, you know, it's a fairly modest, modest interest rate. But let's take it a step even further. So let's say... Here in the UK, we can invest £20,000 a year into uh, an ISA, whether that be a cash ISA or a stocks and shares ISA, tax-free. So any gains from that are tax-free. Okay, so that's a huge amount of money to invest every single year, but you know some people can afford that. Maybe it's, let's say it's £1,000 a month, but then also you get a bonus each year. So we've changed our £1,200 a year investment to 20000 Big jump. But let's look at the numbers. 
And let's let's assume in this example, you match the performance of the S&P 500 over the last uh, five years, which has been around about 15, actually, it's been exactly 15.27% because I've got it written down here. Um, so in 15 years, you would be worth 1.1 million. So there you go. A millionaire after 15 years. 15 years isn't even a long time, not when you're an adult and you no longer just care about birthdays and Christmas. Time goes, it goes pretty quick. After 30 years, that would be 10 million, providing you continue to invest. 30 years, 10 million. And this is why we have sort of stocks and shares millionaires kicking around. They, they, do, they do exist. So by increasing the amount you invest, the percentage return, and also investing over a long period of time, it can have a huge, huge impact. There's an old fable in a book called The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. Um, I think I've mentioned that book on a previous episode. But basically, it's talking about compound interest. And the story goes that this very rich man on sort of um, his, his, his deathbed is, is speaking to his two younger sons. And essentially, his final act is to try and educate them on the power of, really on the power of compounding. And he, he, gives them a, he gives them a choice. And one of the choices is that they can have a million dollars pretty much transferred straight into their, their account. The other, the other option is that his, his butler will, will keep a penny in a box. And every single day for the next 31 days, he will double the contents of the money in that box. Now, one of the sons doesn't really think about the question he pretty much th- he sees the million dollars and takes it immediately because he's like right i can do so much with this money hires fund managers investors and a team to start trying to see if he can beat the market and double the money and over the course of sort of 30 days he ends up pretty much losing all that money in, in fees and things like that now the other son picks the picks the box with the penny and the contents of the box will double every day for 31 days so at the end of the 31 days, the, the, the son who had the million, he's lost it. The son who has the penny in the box, when he comes to the box, the butler opens it, there's over 10 million pounds. So 1p doubled every day for 31 days would equate to, to over 10 million. And that, that is the power of compounding. Now, when I read that story, the first thing I thought about was the casino and Russian roulette, you know, red or black, double money, but... I don't think that's um, that's possible. Now, it's because of stories like this and, and what compounding can do over time in terms of multiplying wealth that sort of provoked Einstein to say that compound interest is, is the eighth wonder of the world. He who understands it earns it and he who doesn't pays it. And Einstein isn't the only smart person that understands the power of compound interest. And he makes a good point because it also has its drawbacks. Now, let's say you're on the other side of the coin. You're paying interest on a loan. And each year that loan isn't getting paid. It's compounding over time. The loan's getting getting bigger. The repayments are probably going to be getting higher. So let's say you had a credit card that had over 20% interest. Just imagine what that could do compounded over time. So I think when it comes to growing investments via compounding, you've got to have patience. And when avoiding debt compounding, you've got to have speed, pay it off. And also, I guess the frustrating thing with compounding is that the benefits tend to come right at the end. And if you look at the example of the penny in the box, you know it doesn't take you long to sort of think, well, 1p, 
then 2p then 4p then 8p you know the the very the, the early days in that process are not very rewarding but then once you get to sort of day 30 and you're at 5 million day 31 it's 10 million the benefits are, are massive i know a lot of people sort of um maybe speak to investors like warren buffett or charlie munger who are in the 90s now like they're sort of asking the questions of how do i become rich like you but but not old and sometimes age and time just has to play out and that's that's compounding 